Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Blood Ties ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. From Wondery, this is a special interview episode of Blood Ties. It's a strange day, and I know that all along I'm going elsewhere, because here I seem to be wrong. It's a strange day, I guess it's not a Blood Ties has just concluded its third season, Strange Days. As season three unfolds, a lot has changed for the Richland Health Empire. Eleanor's taken control as CEO with her half-brother Santino at her side. A new psychedelic miracle drug promises to revolutionize modern medicine and make the company a fortune, but as Eleanor discovers, at what cost? On today's episode, Sarah Hagee, co-host of Wondery Scamfluencers, sits down with Blood Ties writer and director Benjamin Gray and its star Gillian Jacobs. They'll talk about the inspiration for season three, pushing the boundaries of immersive audio and Eleanor's transformation from bright-eyed CEO to major power player. All that coming up next. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Benjamin Gray, Gillian Jacobs, I am so excited to be chatting with you today. It's really nice to be here, Sarah. Yeah, thank you for having us. Congrats on season three of Blood Ties. I've I've become such a fan of the show, and I have so much I want to get into, and I know listeners will want to get into. But I want to start by asking you, Ben, how you approach the story for season three. Like, it picks up five years after season two ends, and in some ways, it it's kind of like a whole new story. So where did you want to take this season when you when you started it? We wanted to tell a whole new story. And we our starting point was the whole new Eleanor that you catch a glimpse of at the end of season two. I mean, I think one of the things that I really liked about where we wound up with the end of season two is that Eleanor has this almost like born identity moment. Yeah. Especially the beginning of his, of Jason Bourne's story where... 
you know, he kind of comes to in a room and there are two men laying shot on the floor and he looks at his hand and there's a gun in his hand and he's like, did I do this? And there's a wonderful way in which Eleanor, who's been the idealist and the outsider in the story, at the end of season two, she's ascended to the leadership of Richland Health Services. And so that sets up a really nice tension between her ethics and the, and the morals that have kind of guided her in seasons one and two, and now her position as the leader of the, of the company. Was there kind of a central theme you wanted to explore in season three, or was it kind of built on from previous seasons? You know, every one of these seasons has kind of started from a, a what if you dot, dot, dot kind of premise, where we're kind of asking the audience, like, what would you do if you found out that your dad, who you really admired, had done all these horrible things? And that's kind of season one and two. And then I think in season three, you know, the what if becomes, okay, what if now you're sitting in his chair? Like, you have this whole company, all these people rely on you, and you have this technology that you feel like could save thousands upon thousands of lives all over the world, how far would you go to bring that to market? And what corners would you cut to make that happen? Yeah. And Gillian, just to speak on that, your character, Eleanor, she's always been this moral center of the show. And in season three, we really see her push to these ethical limits. So I'm just curious, what was your reaction to reading these scripts for the first time and like seeing her evolution? It's exciting as an actor because it's taking the story in a place that I didn't anticipate when we started season one. Um, if I was her friend, I would be concerned. But as the actor playing the part, it was a fun challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever find yourself, you know, especially spending so much time as Eleanor, protective of her, you know, navigating these kind of murky waters? No, because I, I understood what Ben was exploring thematically with this, which is like she could have made a different choice, which would be to sell the company or walk away or shut it all down. And when she chooses to take a leadership position and continue, she's now facing all these same questions that her father faced. And so I thought, it's really interesting to see this conflict between who she's been, what has guided her life, and now the realities of running this company. And is she going to make similar choices to her father, who, of whom she's been so critical, or is she going to end up making different ones? So I, I thought that was an interesting thing to explore in season three. I'm curious, like, did you find yourself empathizing with that dilemma when it came to Eleanor's choices? I don't know about that. I just felt like she now has the weight of this company on her shoulders and its success. And so I could understand that pressure that she was now under. And I was interested to see where it was going. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a scene that I love at the end of episode two where Eleanor refuses to be bullied by that TV interviewer and she doubles down on the COSAR partnership. And we actually have the clip here. Uh, you're still pretty new at this, right, Eleanor? I mean, you think your dad would have gone for something like this? Uh, is, is your earpiece working? Oh, you're coming through loud and clear, Bill. But there's a small problem with what you're saying. The technology we acquired in that deal is not snake oil. 
And with reference to my father, he would have been very impressed by the fact that these therapies have been proven effective in several double-blind studies that we are preparing to publish. Whoa, whoa, wait. So you're not canceling the deal? The deal stands. Damn. <laughs> Eleanor is that bitch. Um, is this <laughs> is this like a whole new Eleanor we're seeing? Ben, what do you think on that? I don't think that it's a whole new Eleanor. I think this is very much the Eleanor we've seen in seasons one and two, because in those seasons, we saw a woman who was struggling to start to speak out and was finding her voice and finding an inner strength that she didn't have coming into our story. And now she has it. And she has been through so much worse through all this than some, you know, CNBC guy trying to, like, rattle her. You know, Eleanor in season three is strong enough to, like, smack that down. Yeah. And, Ben, you know, when it comes to writing something like this and the evolution of Eleanor, were you at all worried about how Gillian would react to some of these questionable decisions Eleanor makes in this season? Yes, absolutely. The whole time <laughs> until tracking. Um, really? Yeah, I was very I was I was very worried because I feel like when an actor reads something, it's totally different from a writer reading something. And then when an actor actually performs in a in a role, it's totally different from the experience of of writing. And when the actors kind of go into a scene, it's like they're actually in there and they're the first people to actually be inside the scene. And then they come back out and they tell you if it felt right or it didn't feel right. And you can't really know that if it's working emotionally until the actor does that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was I was very anxious to hear <laughs> Gillian's reaction to it. Well, I felt like you gave me really great material as an actor, you know, so I was excited by like that that scene we just played. That's a fun scene to do as an actor. And I don't know one that I've gotten to do that many times. And and I I was excited by the arc of it. You know, yeah, I guess it's my job as an actor to make it feel cohesive from the person we met in episode one of season one. But I thought you gave me some really great material as an actor and and gave me the opportunity to do things that I, you know, like to do and want to do and don't always have the chance to do. So I was excited. The show I co-host, Scamfluencers, you know, it tells a story of people who have secrets or obviously aren't who they say they are or are kind of like peddling this fantasy for the sake of money and fame and power. And our stories are about real people. And obviously, you know, Blood Ties is fictional. But I think there are a lot of parallels, especially if you're thinking about the business of big pharma. And this season deals specifically with psychedelics as this potential cure-all miracle drug, um, which I feel like we are hearing more and more of um, and is becoming increasingly mainstream. So I'm curious, Ben, like what interested you in bringing psychedelics into the fold this season? Pretty much everything about psychedelics. Um, (laughs) I mean, I just find them fascinating. And as far as like miracle cures go, You know, penicillin was amazing for humankind, but is it like that sexy of a story or that dramatic? No. But psychedelics, like that you have to go through this psychedelic experience where you see 
your existence in a completely different way. And that's the sacrifice you have to make, or that's the challenge that you have to meet to, on the other side, be cured of what ails you. I mean, it's just that psychedelics are potentially something that can help with so many different conditions, but also that the process of psychedelics is like really dramatic and really terrifying. I mean, I don't think there's anyone who has tried them who hasn't been a little anxious about what the experience was going to be like. And I just think that's very dramatic. And I, and I just thought it would be really fun um, and exciting to, to tell a story with that. Like, again, kind of going back to it being something that is that feels certainly, you know, of the moment. Is that a part of maybe what makes something like Blood Ties successful or like what makes a season successful? I think that's a that's a huge part of of why the show has been so successful. I mean, I think that especially with a fiction podcast, I think it's enormously helpful to be able to give people something that's that's very current and that they're hearing a lot about in the news and then telling a story where they can kind of feel their way through it and empathize with the characters and kind of experience the topic in an immersive way instead of in a political way or a point counterpoint kind of polemical way. So I just think that's a it's a it's a unique thing you can do with with audio dramas where you can you can take something that that people are talking about currently and you can take people into the world of it and they can kind of feel what it feels like to be a part of something that everyone is talking about right now. I have to ask Ben um is any of the psychedelic stuff based on personal experience? No. <laughs> I do not. I don't have I don't have the guts. No, I want I am waiting for a totally like Locked down, FDA approved, padded room situation with a trusted medical person. Before <laughs> I will, I'm. I have never been able to do the whole like slimy bag at a concert kind of thing. So no, this is if all. If anyone all listening like, has a padded room for Ben, um, <laughs> <laughs> and Gillian, what was your take on this kind of psychedelic aspect of this season? Well, I thought once again, Ben had chosen a subject matter that felt very much in the world of the show that we've already established and something that I knew was topical because I was hearing people talk about it. Um, I don't know a lot about it (laughs) beyond acting in the show, but (laughs) it felt so right when I saw these scripts. Like I felt like Ben really has a knack for marrying character and where the story you feel would authentically go with things that feel very relevant and topical. So I was really impressed by this choice. You know, it was a big task to set season three, five years in the future, and how is he going to continue a story that could have potentially come to an end at the end of season two? And so I thought this was a really well-chosen area for season three to explore. So three seasons into the show, I'm wondering how has your relationship evolved between the two of you, especially as the story continues and and so much changes and it gets so much more intimate? I mean, I would say from from my perspective, I've gotten to work with Gillian more and more as we've done each season. And I would say that I just, I really appreciate working with an actor who is so communicative and is just so clear about how the how the material is feeling and what's working and what's not working. And I just really enjoyed our being able to have that dialogue recording this last season. 
I agree. I really like talking through scenes with Ben. I feel like he comes to it with a, a lot of thought and intention and preparation, but then we're also able to sort of adjust together on the day if something isn't quite working how either one of us imagined. I've I've always really loved talking through the material with you. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's so nice. It's fun. I mean, we've we've been working on this show now for several years now. And we are always just voices to each other or like very (laughs) rare. Like it's like one of those work relationships where there's like this intimacy of audio, but yet it's still like very distant and we're on separate coasts most of the time. Totally. We're long distance work friends. (laughs) Yeah. This is a special interview episode of Blood Ties. We'll have more of my conversation with Benjamin Gray and Gillian Jacobs after a quick break. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Urban Outfitters, Sephora, and Nike. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You hear that? Your dog knows. Spring is coming sooner than you think. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas are an itchy nuisance and can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMed's pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best flea and tick products for your pet. PetMed's offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including Nexgard, Simperica, and more. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com promo code PODCAST for 40% off your first auto ship order. I'm Sarah Hagee, co-host of Wondery's Scamfluencers. You're listening to my interview with Blood Ties writer, director, Benjamin Gray, and the show star, Gillian Jacobs. There's so much that's new about season three, new characters, new storylines. 
But there's also a new way to listen. Wondery Plus subscribers can hear the episodes in Dolby Atmos, which is a very immersive surround sound-like audio experience. And Ben, can you tell us what Atmos brought to the table? I found it, it really elevates the experience, I feel like. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I think that especially with an audio drama, you're trying to create an immersive experience for the audience. And that's why we spend so much time on sound design and music and the mix. But I would say that what Atmos does is it lets you get even more specific about how you want to create that immersive environment. So if there's a particular sound effect that is approaching from the distance, you can you can pan that left to right if you want in a stereo mix. But in Atmos, you can actually control exactly where it is in your in your headset as it approaches. It can go over you, it can go under you, it can do a loop behind you. And it all feels so real. And I think the really cool thing about bringing it to a show like Blood Ties is that it gives you so many more options to heighten the suspense and kind of plays off of what the audience and the characters don't know and are slowly finding out and that kind of thrill of discovery, but also the dread of what might be around the next corner. All of that just gets heightened when you're working in Atmos. Is there a specific scene that really benefits from the Atmos treatment? Yeah. So the the scene that everyone keeps coming back to is the cold open of episode four, where Eleanor and Santino have ascended to Dr. Kozar's mountain lab and are experiencing his synthetic psilocybin for the first time. So they're basically having a mushroom trip. I'm going to count backwards from five. And when I reach one, you will feel the most complete and total loving relaxation you've ever felt in your life. Five, four. I don't think I can do this. Three. You know what? Maybe we could do this another time. Two. Oh, God, I need to check in on my brother. One. I open my eyes, and I see a red balloon nudging against a dark green ceiling. The room is warm. There's a fire in the fireplace and an old telephone and a picture of a cow jumping over the moon and a brush and a bowl full of mush holy shit good night moon you know it's it's such a good sequence for so many reasons you know, this idea of getting trapped on a snowy mountain and being forced to trip on psilocybin it, it's like something out of a horror movie and Gillian how do you get into that mindset to act out a scene like that especially you know when you know, you're in a booth. Yes. So I did season three of Blood Ties from home. So I, much like you, was in a closet uh, by <laughs> myself, <laughs> um, which is both really fun as an actor because you can truly just imagine whatever you want, but you also don't have a set and props and costume and a co-star, all of those things that also can help you get into a moment. So it really is an act of imagination and reminding myself that the entire performance on my end is going to be my voice. And obviously, as you just talked about, the sound design 
adds so much to this show. But for me, all I really have is my voice. And so I have to really concentrate, (laughs) try to make it as vivid and specific in my mind as possible, because I think that helps performance-wise and for an audience. I mean, it sounded great. And This is a good time to talk about Dr. Kosar, and he's one of the new characters in season three, and he's genuinely kind of scary at times, but I don't think it's clear if he's a villain. Like, I'm not sure if he's a villain. So, Ben, I'm hoping you can tell us about creating the character and how you cast Peter Stormare, who's this legendary character actor known for films like Fargo, The Big Lebowski, Minority Report. Uh, What was that like? I mean, I feel like... Peter kind of came first, and then the character came out of Peter. An actor's dream answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, he's so he's so specific, and he was the first person that we went out to. And I remember seeing in my email that the offer letter had gone out as I was about to get on the subway. When I got off the subway an hour later, I checked my email again, and he was in. And he was just... So excited to be a part of the story, so excited to do an audio drama. It turns out that he got his start doing radio plays in Sweden back in the 1970s. And so he he told me during tracking that this felt like coming home for him. Oh, that's so nice. Once I knew that we had him, because I was still writing at that point, then I could get really specific about the voice, which is this guy who is like you describe him, Sarah, always menacing, but also always slightly comical in a way that makes him even more unsettling and menacing, and that you want to trust, but you can never quite wrap your head around him. Gillian, I have a couple questions about Peter. Did you know him at all before this? And were you acting in those scenes together in real time, or did you do your part separately? I mean, it sounds like you guys are together. That's how well, it flows. He and I were both in this movie years ago called Bad Milo that was about a monster that came out of Ken Marino's butt and killed people. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he remembered me from that, so I didn't bring it up. So, But he and I had acted together. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And yes, we got to do the scenes together together. Um, the majority of the scenes we got to do at the same time, which is, I find, enormously helpful. And that has always been the case with Blood Ties. And one of my favorite things about this job is that they really prioritize having the actors do the scenes together as much as possible. And a lot of times, other voiceover work I've done or typically for animated shows, that's not always the case. You're a lot of times doing the scenes by yourself. And so I think being able to do these scenes with the other actors at the same time has added so much to my performance. It's made it so much easier for me. Um, So yeah, it was really fun. We weren't physically in the same space, but we were recording at the same time. So we have another new actor this season. Christian Navarro joined the cast playing your half-brother, Gillian uh, Santino. What was it like working with Christian? Yeah, once again, I sadly was not able to be in person with him recording, but we were doing the scenes together, and I think he's terrific. I was so excited when I heard that he was joining the cast, and he brought so much to it, and it was fun to have, like, a 
different brother dynamic on the show for this season. I am an only child in real life, so I feel like I'm learning what it is to have brothers through working on Blood Ties. That's so sweet. And how was working with Christian for you, Ben? Christian was so much fun. I mean, he is Christian himself. And his character, Santino Reyes, are so unlike anyone else in the Richland universe. And the really cool thing about Christian was that he was actually telling me during recording that he feels such an affinity for Santino because Christian grew up in the South Bronx. He's the son of two NYPD officers. He feels like he's had Santino Reyes's life where Santino grew up in the South Bronx and then found out he was a member of this super wealthy pharma magnate family. And Christian grew up in the South Bronx and then exploded onto the scene with 13 Reasons Why and suddenly found himself, you know, very successful and living in Los Angeles. And and so there's a corollary there that he was able to tap into to perform the part. And I just... I feel like he brought a lot of energy and a lot of humor to the to the tracking, and it was a blast to have him with us. In the season finale, Eleanor literally pledges her undying allegiance to Dr. Kosar, and she embraces this idea that, quote, if you want to be great, you can't worry too much about being good. And it kind of feels like this culmination of Eleanor's journey so far, where her good intentions meet these huge ambitions she has, And I'd love to hear what that scene means for both of you. So for me, it means that she's trapped. She needs to clear her name. Dr. Kozar is offering her the means to do that. And that's what takes priority in that moment. And I think what's interesting about that scene and and with the scene that that follows is that she's still experiencing some ambivalence about, about what she's doing. She hasn't fully committed yet. But in this moment he kind of has her trapped like she has to she has to say yes yeah i agree and season 3 is really her struggling with the responsibility of leadership and who is she and is she going to stay true to this person that we've known her to be for the first two seasons and i feel like this is a decision that she's made that's going to alter her her life and maybe her vision of herself and the choices she's making going forward. So I think it's incredibly pivotal for her as a person. I'd also just say that it's a, it's one of those like really fun what-if moments where you think about what if you were being wrongfully framed for a crime or wrongfully accused of something, but that clearing your name meant obscuring another wrong or covering up another wrong. What would you do in that situation? And And it's one of those ethical quandaries that Eleanor keeps having to confront throughout season three. I guess I also wonder if Eleanor's kind of freed of this idea of like doing good or the right thing. I think that's a really interesting point because it's, you know, it's it's not a scam. And that's kind of what makes what Eleanor's doing so so human and I think very relatable. It's very hard to judge if you're not in that position what somebody else's choice is. Her conversation with Dr. Kosar, it leads to Eleanor's genuinely shocking decision to bury this footage of Bob's murder. And Ben, was this a scene you had from the beginning or was it something that kind of came to you along the way? I knew from the beginning where Eleanor was going to wind up. I had no idea how it was going to play out. And I don't, I've actually found throughout Blood Ties that these shows play so much better if I don't know where things are headed when I'm writing them. 
And so, yeah, while I knew where Eleanor was headed, I did not know that it was going to be through that scene. And it was just really fun to find that and to find the character of Richard Ludwig and have it all play out the way that it did. So at the end of the finale, we flash forward to the drug being a success and Eleanor's final confessional. Let's hear the clip. But there's one thing that he didn't tell me that I learned for myself. It's that all the accolades and the awards and the praise and the fame, those things don't feel good. They feel great. Wow. Gillian, how did it feel to say those final lines? <laughs> Chilling to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. It kind of is because you're so sweet. <laughs> and then hearing you say that, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think about, you know, it, it takes me just back to, I can remember the first day of recording the first episode of season one. And I think Ben has done such a great job of taking you as an audience step by step from that person we met to that point understanding how she's sort of become a Richland in in that way. So once again, very fun as an actor, like the sort of material that I really enjoy, but I don't think I would want to be friends with Eleanor at this point. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Like you hate to see a girl boss winning or whatever. <laughs> Before I let you go, I have to ask because – Everyone wants to know, is there a Blood Ties season four in the works? Yes. Oh, thank God. <gasps> this is news to me. Breaking news. Breaking news. Exclusive. Listeners, I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we need to we need to talk schedules, Sarah, because we want to do you guys on the on the on in pursuit of the healthcare magnate Eleanor Richland. I'm in. I'm ready to act. Uh, no, we don't have a we don't have a plan yet. We just we we but we are starting to work on it. Yes, and it's very we're very excited about it. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, Benjamin Gray and Gillian Jacobs, thank you so much for chatting today. This was such a lovely interview. You guys were so generous with your responses. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Sarah. This is a special interview episode of Blood Ties. Thanks to Sarah Hagee and our guests, Benjamin Gray and Gillian Jacobs. This episode was produced by Peter Arcuni. Blood Ties stars Gillian Jacobs, Christian Navarro, and Peter Stormare. Written and directed by Benjamin Gray. Produced by Benjamin Gray. Story by Benjamin Gray and Marshall Louie. Sound director, Alex Kemp. Production services by Wolf at the Door. Sound design by Dean Hovey. Mix by Alex Kemp. Original score by Alex Kemp. Edited by Ruga Sun. Produced by Toby Lawless. I'm Lindsey Graham. Casting by Kate Geller, CSA. Music supervision by Scott Velasquez. Strange Day is performed by Bikini Machine. Audio engineering by Marcelino Villalpando, Sergio Enriquez, Lou Esposito, and Chris Gibney. Associate producers are Federico Toronto and Cameron Wu. Executive producers are Gillian Jacobs, Marshall Louie, and Megan Monaco for Wondery. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Blood Ties ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey.